This episode is brought to you by Stream by AlphaSense. Stream is an expert interview transcript library with more than 10,000 interviews spanning across all industries, including tech, media, consumer goods, and plenty more. Not to mention 70% of these experts can be found only exclusively on Stream. Thanks to many of the interviews that I've read on Stream, I feel like I've gained a much more intimate understanding of the companies that I cover. And at this point, it has become an integral piece of my research process. So if you want to check out some of their transcripts, transcripts for yourself, you can go to streamrg.co slash CCM and sign up for a free 14-day trial using the promo code CCM. Again, that's streamrg.co slash CCM, S-T-R-E-A-M-R-G dot C-O slash CCM. Welcome to Chit Chat Money. On this show, hosts Ryan Henderson and Brett Schaefer interview industry experts and riff on the world of investing. As a quick reminder, Chit Chat Money is a CCM Media Group podcast. Ryan and Brett are also general partners at Arch Capital, and Arch Capital may have positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Anything discussed on Chit Chat Money by Ryan or Brett or any other podcast guests is not formal advice or recommendation. Now, please enjoy this episode. All right, having a little bit of te- technical difficulties, but we've got it running now. This is the Chit Chat Money Investing Power Hour number 23. So um, we've been doing this for a while now, uh, and people seem to enjoy the show. So we're going to keep doing it. Um, uh, basically, for anyone that's new here, we go live on YouTube on Thursdays at three o'clock Eastern time, and we can riff on anything all things financial markets, uh, basically whatever's going on in the financial world at the time um, or anything else. Basically, it's fair game. Anything's fair game. Our only rule is we can't come prepared with any like notes or anything. So it's got to be off the cuff. Let's start with you. What's new? What's, uh, what's the financial world looking like? Are, was, are we back in the bear market? Oh. Well, I think this week's been kind of doldrummy. Pretty, I don't even know if that's the right word. Been pretty flat this week, right? Very boring. Extremely boring. Extremely boring. I always, but look, it, I always look at my holdings and, and I see everything within either up or down 1%. I'm like, all right, this is great. Very yeah. Boring. Yeah. Pretty boring. Pretty boring stuff. But, you know, that's better than that's uh, kind of what you got to expect. The last couple of years have been. Uh, abnormal. Sometimes you go through really, really boring periods in the markets, uh, like we experienced kind of in our earlier days. Although we have, you know, obviously we're still pretty amateurish as we as we might describe it. But you know, before COVID, the market was extremely boring for a, for a long time, except for a very few periods. But I was reading, um, it's conference season. There's a ton of investment conferences going on right now, so I was reading match groups conference uh cfo was talking that was pretty interesting kind of the same spiel they gave on the conference call so not too much new but basically things haven't gotten worse they haven't gotten material better yet materially better yet um i always like reading those conference transcripts not the not conference calls but basically when they're at say morgan stanley or bloomberg or wherever because a lot of the times i find the executives are more open there um, because I don't know if they think like, I, maybe sometimes they don't know if the transcripts are going to be publicly available, uh, but who knows why they're more open, but they are. So I like reading them. Yeah. I think maybe if they are in front of a bunch of, uh, analysts, they feel inclined to give more detailed info just purely from pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might be part of it. Do you think I, those conference do you think those conferences get more views than the conference calls? Oh, no idea. I have I've always wondered how many people are actually viewing or listening or reading conference calls. Like is it way more or way less than we think? Cuz it could just be you There's know some where I think I'm like one of 10 people. Exactly. Well, there are definitely those small caps and micro caps where it's it's got to be tiny, and those transcripts are impossible to find. But 
the bigger we ones. Might, we might have a bigger audience on our YouTube lives. And right now we have three people watching. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's early in the stream. <laughs> we usually get double that. But e- even, yeah, it's, it's, it is quite interesting. I don't, I have no idea because no one ever gives any metrics. But the funny I thing think- is the ones where people could get the most sort of edge or difference or sort of maybe like knowledge advantage over other investors are the ones where there probably aren't a whole lot of people listening yet the companies like google and microsoft and apple probably get the most listeners on their conference calls oh for sure because reporters are looking at that i guess because there's reporters that cover that from all of those companies from all over the world but it still can't be that big of an audience it's got to be small i'm always blown away by i always think it's like the biggest deal like whatever's happening in the investing world that day. But like most, I would say 90% of people don't give a shit. They just don't care. About what? Like whatever the big financial news is of the day. Oh, in the uh, in the wide world? Yeah. Like everyone, uh, I'd bump that up. Maybe let's go at 99%. You I've, never, brought uh, certain, I've brought up certain topics and groups and people are like, yeah, no one pays attention to that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've asked, I've asked that before. I was like, "Have you heard of?" Uh, oh gosh, what's a good topic? Oh, what's one like this week? The Twitter and the Musk stuff. No one, no one keeps up with that. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, did you see the whistleblower on Twitter's whatever thing? <laughs> yeah, no you know, cares. like they're like, "What are you talking about?" Like they're going so, to court. That's that's weird. Yeah, they're like, I didn't even know, which is kind of interesting because then certain executives might be able to just tweet their way and more people tweet some things and people will just believe that. Um, but most yeah. people didn't even know about the bed, bath and beyond stuff. That yeah. Yeah. That was pretty tragic. Well, uh, you know, Oh, I meant even t- the, yeah, that part was really sad, but you mean but, just the meme stuff and the, the, yeah. the potential pump and dump. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, no one, no one knows about that stuff except for these weird online communities. But then, for some reason, back a year and a half ago, GameStop became national news. Um, don't know how that happened. And then there was those Senate hearings. Remember that people are like, "You watching these Senate hearings about GameStop?" Oh, God, and I was yeah. like, "The most useless thing I've ever heard." <laughs> They're like, "So what did you do?" Well, we shut down trading because. Uh, we were going to go bankrupt. Okay. They're like, how do you feel, Roaring Kitty? Uh, good, <laughs> good, good times. Good yeah. Time. Feels so long ago. It does. It does feel long ago. <clears throat> um, all right. Any topics? Here's a good. I'm just going through the tweets. As usual, here's Viggy Krishnan, who is a great follow. Locked account, but he usually lets people in, I think. So what do you believe are the most crowded longs in the market right now? And he asked if you're long or short, but I think the first question is just better for the discussion here. What do you think is the most crowded long right now, Ryan? I mean, I think it's turned substantially since last year. I would have easily said Shopify, um, C Limited felt very crowded. Oh, yeah, but those are last year. I mean, C Limited, I'd say the big three probably would be C Limited. Shopify, like you just mentioned, and then I tossed in Nvidia last year. Tesla, Tesla might have been in there as well. Eh, I, maybe not. But te- te- rising. No, te- I'd say it's maybe a better candidate for right now, since it's one of the only stocks that has held up fairly. I feel like cons- most crowded. Hey, look at the uh, wait. Here's a question for you that I think that maybe shows. I got a little fact here that might show that Tesla is more of a crowded long. What do you think Tesla's short interest is right now? 1%. 1.9%. All-time low. Pretty non-negligible here. So yeah. I think that, I think, you know, I think everyone's given up. It's pretty crowded long. I think big tech right now is largely crowded, but that's always crowded. But, you know, like Microsoft seems to be like pretty consensus. Um, Apple. Microsoft. In terms of like more niche consensus, I see a lot of people banging the ally financial drum. 
Oh, um, all right. That's a good which one. Which could be like uh, I'm I'm actually kind of interested in that business. So it's not saying that that's gonna be it's so consensus that it's wrong because it could very easily go the other way. But it just feels like a lot of people are kind of interested in that business. I got um, here's some answers from people just from the reply to the yeah, tweet. Yeah. Costco. I think that's a good one. Okay. Consumer staples. I think also is a good one. You got stocks like Pepsi, Coca-Cola, pretty much flat on the year, which is like huge outperformance. Um, or year to date, Pepsi's up. Yeah, flat. Uh, Coca-Cola, I can't remember. I think it's probably similar. That feels pretty crowded just because they kind of have that narrative and probably the performance as well of being, you know, inflation proof. And we're not helping it either because uh, last time we said what stocks would we hold for 75 years, you said like Pepsi and Hershey's. That's right. I Maybe I'm on the, yeah. Uh, I would get oh, you there. know what else is consensus? A lot of recent, like um, digital, I feel like digital driven businesses have kind of gone out of favor and it's skewed more towards companies with like, physical assets okay what do you what do you mean like american tower um a lot of the how i can't even say a lot of the asset managers because they're all down a bunch but like people love kkr and bam and brookfield yeah they love them they love them that's what i mean Uh oh oh, look at this look at this data center reads look at this comment here wow hopefully that's a compliment there mr william mcdougall uh someone said he didn't know what brett was gonna look like we got a whole bunch of podcast listeners that probably watch the videos for like the first times and are surprised by what we look like that's yeah. a, i mean think about all the podcasts you listen to where you don't know what the host actually looks like that is that's totally correct did you listen to any podcasts this week any good ones uh i mean invest like the best gaming one there was the gaming analyst slash investor vc investor was on invest like the best which i'm sure a lot of these lists a lot of listeners already follow that show since it's so popular but i found it quite good um he had some good takedowns on vr that i hadn't thought of before and then the classic takedowns on web 3 but also some interesting stuff on what, what makes a good game financially what's changed what have been the big uh era shifters you know, kind of like League of Legends and stuff over the last few decades. Quite interesting. So I'd recommend that. All right. I can't say that I listened to anything. Oh, actually, I did listen to one uh, on the Business Brew with Chad Garcia, who talks a lot about the, uh, <clears throat> like, how to model around companies that are like serial acquirers and how certain companies get it wrong. And he goes, really deep into it, which I'll be honest, a little, a lot of it was over my head. Um, and I would probably need to see it in writing to totally understand it, but there's, it's probably one of the reasons that anytime a company makes a huge acquisition, I kind of shy away as an investor is there's so many complications behind the scenes that I have a hard time, like parsing out what's going to happen, how it's going to be integrated, stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be muddy and he, he, you know, it might work out a few years down the line, but you ha- it, there's just a lot of uncertainty. Is that kind of the deal? Yeah. yeah. What, were, what were some of the other names that you, they said were crowded? Yeah, some of them didn't make sense. They said IAC, which was like, all right. And some people are saying tobacco stocks, which clearly cannot be. <laughs> that That is impossible. Um, I think some people were saying some railroads, which that makes sense. Uh, T-Mobile, a lot of people like T-Mobile. Um, healthcare, United Healthcare. Yeah, no one really cares about United Healthcare. Just the the evil monopoly. <laughs> uh, that's really it. Primarily some, consumer staples, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's only like thirty responses, but people. Yeah, I think those are all made sense. A year ago, it would have been much easier to guess. Oh, well, 100%. I mean, Shopify was some of the most... I get so much hate 
I'm not. That's not like uh, everyone got so much hate if you said anything negative about them. I said like it deserved. It was more like uh, fair value was closer to three hundred dollars split adjusted. So a little bit above where it is now. I think there, I haven't looked correctly, but I think there's a lesson so, there because all right, you've got Shopify was pretty crazy. Yeah, I guess I can say that with complete confidence now. You. It was crazily valued last year. You spoke out against it and said how crazily valued it was, got a bunch of hate for it, and no one's turning now a year later and saying, wow, Brett was totally right. Instead, they're saying- That's true. There's no benefits. Uh, instead, they're saying, wow, that guy was so annoying last year. Oh, and, and I'm down big. You know what? I'm done investing. Uh, I don't like the guy. So it's like, there's no benefit to yeah. speaking out against it. Well, I think inner scorecard, I guess. There's no benefit for for I think you're 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 thinking of things in our view, which is trying to build a podcast audience. There's no benefit in that. But if you're trying to build a track record, I think there can be a benefit for having that, you know, sure. time stamped, stuff like that. This episode is brought to you by Stratosphere.io, the best web-based research terminal for company-specific metrics like KPIs and segment revenues. The service saves time, has a beautiful interface, and has the best data visualizations on the internet for equities. Now, our favorite features are the 10 years of data with data visualizations. This includes company-specific KPIs, charts for all the financial metrics you might be interested in, and stuff specifically for that company. So for example, if you're looking at a payments company, you might have take rates, you might have GMV. If you're looking at a marketplace, you'll have GMV as well. All that good stuff that can get you updated on your research process. If you want to get started today for free, go to stratosphere.io and start utilizing the powerful research terminal. Again, that is stratosphere.io. The link is in the show notes. We hope you'll join us on there today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Any other, well, okay. The queen died. I don't know anything about that, but that was the big news this morning. Um, but Yeah, like really recently, huh? Yeah, just right, right while we're recording this. I don't know anything about that. I am assuming you don't either. So I don't, Absolutely I don't there's, not. That, no, <laughs> there's nothing financial about that. So what about this? Apple event? Apple event yesterday? Big uh, big event. Seemed like it was kind of standard upgraded products. People are going to buy them. Do you think... It's the uh, uh, it's that whole meme from The Office where they hold up two pictures and it's like iPhone 13 and iPhone 14. They're like, corporate needs you to find the differences between these two pictures. And it's like they're the same images, you know? Oh, yeah. That's what it is. The camera was better. That's what I saw. And they, I'm I sure thought it was some revolutionary software changes. I know. And everyone, uh, t- everyone took a bit, like people were taking pictures and posting on Twitter. Like this picture was taken with the iPhone 14. And I was like, it looks like any other picture on Twitter. Yeah, I know. I don't notice the difference in resolution. I'm sorry. Hey. Yeah. It's, and, uh, I, and I've got Apple products, but I, I mean, I, I haven't upgraded this bad boy in got three years, three years. Yeah. That's been the bull, the bear case forever is the, the extended upgrade cycle hasn't materialized, but who knows? Who knows? There's like it, the new watch too. Yeah. Nothing, the new, nothing really crazy though from anything I saw. Right. No, no just, bugs. they just had the, I mean, just with the watch, the, they had the satellite thing for sending out messages as an emergency, um, which they always say like when someone's, uh, <laughs> like lost at sea or, or biking yeah, they, somewhere in the woods. And it's like, that's the, 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 so they love here. to brand themselves as life alert, even though it's basically just like a social flex. I know no one's buying the Apple watch because of the life alert or not even life alert because of the, the, the in danger outdoorsy stuff. 
they're they're buying it because it's like luxury. I'm um, actually not a huge fan. I have an Apple Watch, never wear it. Oh yeah, I've noticed you Tay. you haven't been wearing that recently. It Why just so? obstructs me from typing. Like it's kind of uh, just annoying to type with. It kind of catches a lot on the computer. I'm not really a fan of that. And, and so you don't, you don't use it for the health stuff or the whatever. Yeah, and I do like uh like I try to do some weightlifting and having that giant I mean this probably goes with any watch, but having that giant piece of metal back there, if you bend your wrist at all, it kind of oh, crushes it catches. It. Yeah. I well, I mean, you're you're lifting so heavy, so you could lift anything. You could push against the <laughs> ground and it's gonna feel the exact same way. Yeah. <clears throat> that wasn't the, meant to be a humble brag for anyone who's listening. <laughs> um all right. Yeah, if I was going to get it for the fitness thing, there's like those little rings or whatever they, I think they're called aura rings. Um, I would maybe get those instead. I don't know. The, the Apple Watch, though, is so successful. It, uh, yeah. I don't understand hard. the hype. Really don't. Oh, yeah. Traditional was, watches, they'll, they'll make a comeback. They, uh, it's interesting that anything that's been below <laughs> the Rolex style. Of like five thousand or above, basically the what I forget what the watch, the Apple watches, it's like five hundred dollars or something like that. All the standard watches or regular watches that were kind of within that price range or probably up to a thousand dollars have totally gotten obliterated. So like Fossil, I believe, is a publicly traded company. Um, Fossil, yeah, Fossil Group is that it? They are still out there too. No, 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 Fitbit. They got acquired uh, by Google. Saved, actually. What's the, other one? what's the other one? Garmin? Garmin's available. Garmin actually might be getting killed by these recent upgrades, though, because Garmin has a big... I don't know how big it is, but they're at, they're at, they haven't done too bad because they've had some other products, but now Apple's trying to kill them with some of the new updates for the watch, and probably it's inevitable that these sort of watch-based you know, devices are... Jose says, Ryan, you should wear it. What happens if you get lost at sea? You know what? If I am swimming at sea in the middle of the ocean I, may, may, and I get lost out there, maybe it was my time. I don't know if the watch is going to save me. But For the, the, uh, the tens I also of millions saw of- a friend lose their watch in the water. And I think there's a higher risk that you lose a high ticket item like your watch in the water than you have to save your life by calling someone while you're in the water. So I'd almost not wear it anyways. So yeah, it's, the, it's, it's a lose, lose. Those commercials are very fear based too. It's uh, I find it quite funny, not funny, but it, it's strange. You know, I, I kept seeing them during football last year. A lot of their ads have been fear based. The one about like the data around, like basically just like basically just a bash ad at Facebook. Oh yeah, but people love them, and yet they're they're pretty um, confident. Maybe they got a they got a big ego on that because it's in my spite the, portfolio. It is in my spite portfolio, <laughs> and I got a feeling my spite portfolio is going to do better than my real one. Maybe I'm all not. right. Well, we'll see. You have to track it. But Tim Cook and that Johnny, uh, I believe his name is Johnny Ive, was at yeah, the yeah. Code Conference, and they were talking about stuff, and you know they got asked about privacy they got asked about all the sort of stuff that they always get asked about they're pretty cocky about the privacy stuff they were like quoting steve jobs and saying like this is what he would want and stuff like that and i'm like you're killing small businesses but then they also were asked about messages and someone was like my grandma is poor and has an android or something like that and when we message, it totally ruins. Like it is, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah. The uh, and he said literally, "We'll tell her to buy an iPhone." And I was like, "All right, Tim, might be a bit rude." Like, I mean, there. I don't think they are as unaffordable as some people broadcast. That's true, but I mean, median income in the United States like sixty k a year. You're yeah, gonna, you can buy the cheap like, one. Twenty nine a month. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean the cheap one. The cheap one. Essential. Yeah. <clears throat> pretty essential thing to have. Yeah, yeah. People always quote the highest price. 
Yeah, I tell you what, it's been a pretty boring week. But uh, oh, here's here's one. Here's one. What do you think of the new Kardashian private equity? I think it's going to do really well and everyone's bashing <laughs> it. And I think they're going to probably do a lot better than most. They got a competitive advantage and it is yeah. uh, the Kardashians Instagram following. I mean, although I don't see what they need you to could do. win with any product. She could tell people uh, to put mud on their faces and they do it. I think they do do that with the, isn't that what facials are? Or am I? Maybe. <laughs> I don't, I, I honestly don't know, but the, the, that's the point. Like any product she launches, it could be a totally inferior product, but if she's doing it, it's the right thing to do. And so instantly instant sales. Yeah. Yeah. And so you having her as sort of a, I don't know, she could just be the chief marketing officer, even though she's branded as probably a general partner. Yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, those type of sales seem a bit fleeting, the the influencer sales, right, where you kind of get that big jump and things might fall off. But I, I think it's definitely they have an advantage for private equity. That actually sure. does. Uh, that reminds me, Ulta Beauty reported somewhat recently, incredible quarter. Really? Yeah, the business has done exceptionally well. How outperformed has... the market over the last three years, outperformed the market by a wide margin this year. I don't know. Might be worth a look. The other thing is it's really hard to, I think it's hard to disrupt with some online model. Fragrances, yeah, yeah, people yeah. want to smell them, A, so they want to have them in person. Secondly, if you're going to buy a fragrance online, especially like if you're thinking Amazon, there's so much risk that it's like diluted down with water or it's some crappy merchant and it's going to be like basically a fake product. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that you kind of want to sample while you're there and see your options. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be on Amazon, you're going to buy it. You have to buy a product you've already used before. Yeah. But then at that point, like I think the element of trust is plays a role and you just end up buying it from the, brand you trust the most like either directly from the brand or directly from the store ulta and you can get same day delivery with doordash if you want yeah that or, sounds that sounds like a f- expense nightmare <laughs> beauty supplies same day delivery from doordash that sounds like yeah. an absurd amount of fees but yeah i mean the business seems pretty good pretty seems pretty darn good from when i looked at them a couple of years ago i haven't looked at them recently Maybe say, uh, what, maybe we'll have to do a not-so-deep dive on them at some point, 2023. physical retailer, so like they have, a, let's say, a big physical footprint, has done the best over the last decade? Exclude Costco. What do you, what do you mean best? Like stock price performance or? Uh, Results-wise, like um, yeah, I mean, it's seen the best performance financially why despite why exclude costco eh, i don't know i feel like they're just an outlier i'm going to load up the old wide charts here at the molly fool with some companies and let's see who wins on a revenue on i'll just do revenue per share uh what's the last one okay one second yeah well that's in that's in my list all right over the last 10 years Revenue per share of Ulta Beauty, Home Depot, Lowe's, and Costco. Who do you... Oh, five below. Maybe add that in there. Five? Yeah, I'll add that. All right, here are these. We'll add five. Ah, five there, too. Oh, wow. They're the winner. Uh, Okay, who do you think is last in revenue per share growth over the last 10 years? Now, some people are... What's the cohort again? Five below, Costco, Lowe's, Home Depot, Ulta Beauty. Now, some are starting at a higher base, so it's not fair, but. Lowe's. Is the lowest? Yeah. Lowest is Costco, my friends. <sighs> but still 112% growth. Then we got Home Depot, 213%. Lowe's, basically the same as Home Depot at 230%. Then Ulta Beauty, 453%. Five below, 516%. Here's who I'm going to add. 
Dollar General. Ooh. That's a really well-run company. People should check out the signs of hitting. Throw Amazon in there. Covers them extremely well. Yeah, but Amazon's AWS. All right, I'll, I'll add them in there. The the charts gonna get, the charts gonna get crowded. Uh, let's read Dollar General first. Two hundred twenty three percent. So basically in line with Home Depot and Lowe's. Still pretty solid. Now Amazon. Oh, click. Amazon is the winner. Ah. All right, Pete. Right, everyone else, six hundred fifty nine percent. There was a fantastic podcast about AWS from Acquired came out either this week or last week. I don't know. Saved in my feed. Three hours long. That's honestly, they, they were a oh, little uh, Amazon AWS specifically. Okay. I got to admit, and they would admit this as well. They're pretty bold up a little bit. I think they, they disclosed that they were owners of the stock, but it wasn't like they were just pumping it at all. It was very informative about the actual business. That, yeah, I mean, people talk. I think people might be underrating AWS right now. Like a few years ago, it was kind of overrated, right? You know, they're like, oh, AWS is going to be the biggest company in the world. Spin it off, right? I think people are maybe underrating AWS right now and the value it's providing for uh, Amazon. What's interesting is that they, and I didn't make this connection because I don't follow Amazon that closely. AWS, their capital needs are super high. And is a huge, I don't know if they were, when they were talking on the episode, I don't want to speak for them. I don't know if this is basically them saying what Amazon was saying or their theory, but they were saying that free cash flow looks so bad for Amazon right now because the AWS CapEx build out is so massive as, and is becoming a larger and larger part of the business that it's actually making the short-term cash flow look bad because they have to build out all these data centers and then they're not, they're not, it takes a couple of years to get them ramped up, if you get what I mean. I'm no expert on the topic, but I think that makes sense. And it might be, you know, masking a lot of value being generated. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The, <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like that's probably what most people are accounting for in their Amazon when, when they're valuing Amazon today, though. So I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily being underrated. Well, looking at the stock price, the market cap, maybe maybe it's the retail that's being underrated, but part of it, either either one of these companies, uh, I'm severing it, like either the retail or the non-AWS side is not a good business or AWS is not a good business. Um, or they're both good businesses. Or they're both good businesses and the stock is absurdly cheap. If Amazon stopped with unnecessary expenses, let's say. Oh, I mean, no. Experiments. How about that's what they like to call them? <laughs> you might call them. What do you think Amazon's margins could be? Not AWS, but Amazon as a whole. As a whole? Keep in mind, we see we see AWS ads on the back of city buses, which well, that's not. There's I mean, no way that's money well spent. There's just no way. Yeah, but I mean that's just an inconsequential. The it's indicative of of a culture of experiments or spending of spending excessive not a, spending. Not a how about yeah. Maybe they're not afraid to spend. Yeah, is is totally true. I know someone who recently like joined like whatever their their program. They have like some program. I think we might have talked about this already for like it's like their first year. Yep, like, you talked to I think whatever two weeks ago maybe or something. Yeah, and they're bringing in. They brought in like a hundred people, all the same age, all within like the same department. Put them in a hotel for like a week, just like these exorbitant costs for tons of employees. And I just have to imagine that isn't totally necessary. Yeah. I Google has buildings all over Seattle that I see all the time, just vacant, completely yeah. vacant. And I'll drive by at like 12 o'clock on a Wednesday. There's not a soul in there and they've got like prime real estate. And I just think like if they wanted, this business could have 60% operating margins. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh join the join the camp. 
let's get these expenses ready in. Um, Amazon as a whole, I mean, we're, we're pro- there's a difference between profit margin and cash flow margin right now just because of the warehouse and AWS build out. Oh gosh, I'm afraid to say anything because I know people follow Amazon so closely and will have some sort of model that has it at three decimal points. But I will say... Operating margin, 15%. I don't think that's unrealistic. Depends how much of the business is made up by AWS, but yeah. And then... Almost $80 billion run run rate, and that's 30% operating margin. And then advertising, I think, is the one that maybe people are forgetting. Because retail on its own would be lower margin, but you add in the advertising, which is growing quickly, and I think you can bump it up to 15%. Lord of the Rings, what'd you think? Uh, let's. I think it was good. I don't know why people, there's those weird curmudgeons that for some reason are always in the investing community on FinTwit that are like, it's not, you know, the perfect thing or whatever. I was like, I thought it was fine. If I could go long, Lord of the Rings, whatever show, Rings of Power, short, the new Game of Thrones show on valuation, I would do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Based on valuation. <clears throat> I know you, you don't both? I have, but I, I, I know valuation. Uh, Come on. Valuation now. on the Game of Thrones only. I like it, but it's, I'm talking evaluation. I know you never short valuation, but never short based on valuation, but, um, and I have no catalyst on the horizon, but the Game of Thrones show is great, <laughs> but I think is probably overvalued. And I think the Rings of Power would be undervalued. Either way, I think it's, not good for Netflix. That's all I was thinking about. Is like Amazon, it doesn't matter because no one's unsubscribing or no one's subscribing to Prime to watch that. If you get what I mean? Correct. So I don't know how financially beneficial it is, but I kind of think the House of Dragon, um, Rings of Power, and then you got this Star Wars show coming, although Disney's already been pumping out so many different shows i i i have no and maybe it's just kind of the timing personally and i might maybe just looking at me anecdotally and not that's not how everyone else looks at it but i'm not really looking you know i haven't watched netflix very much i don't know i don't have any i don't have any urge with these two shows out yeah i've been watching these two shows and then sports Speaking of which, speaking of the media landscape and uh, valuable properties, NFL starts tonight. That is true. And when most people are watching this, it will be or listening. This will be NFL Sunday and it's on prime. So we'll see. There's going to be so many old people that are like, how do I just so frustrated that they have to download some app to watch this? I'm growing more and more convinced that most of the players in the media space like that are spending on connected TV content are going to be losers. There's mm. not going to be a good return on spend. You mean just streaming? Video streaming. Yeah. I think it's going to be way too competitive. Paramount it, Plus, HBO. Paramount Plus. Who so. I'm pretty, you know, at first I was kind of optimistic about this Roku, but I'm kind of platform. Well, made I have, I'm agnostic to what I use as a smart TV now. Honestly, Roku hasn't really gotten better in the last three years, and they made some moves from a company perspective, not really for the consumer perspective. That makes me nervous, which we've discussed before. Just the the content stuff and the advertising has really been not as good as. You know, the rollout hasn't been that strong. But yeah, I mean, I agree. When you have Amazon and Apple investing in both scripted and sports stuff, that's tough. That's just tough. I think Amazon should go even further into sports because that's how they can insulate themselves from Walmart. But I don't know. It's also tough. Because they're the only ones that can make it viable was it walmart considering a video service or am i getting that wrong 
Oh yeah, they 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 send out that rumor about once every six months. They were gonna buy TikTok. <laughs> yeah, they were gonna. They were one of the people that are gonna buy TikTok. They were. I don't even know teaming up with someone for a streaming service. Yeah, I mean, then you also have YouTube in the mix, who's gonna start offering channels and the home screen on a lot of ro- on a lot of smart TVs or not home screen. One of the biggest channels is YouTube. I and mean, personally, I'm just on. Uh, I'm on a lot of YouTube. I use Spotify as a stereo. It doesn't really count. And then whatever streaming service has something I want to watch. So I guess right now, Amazon and HBO Max. Yeah, it's just a tough environment. And I don't know whether that's bullish or bearish for Netflix. I think that's why the stock, you know what I mean? It could be great for Netflix because they have the scale. Heard some great arguments that it's going to end up being great for Netflix because of the scale and they'll weather the storm. But I can also see it being bearish. If you're listening to this ad right now, we know you're already a listener to our show. But for our avid listeners, we've also started a paid membership service called Chit Chat Money Plus that extends beyond just our podcast. Every Tuesday, subscribers get access to one not-so-deep dive research episode that covers everything you need to know about a company. You also get an email newsletter with our written show notes, important charts, a transcript of each show, and access to our Chit Chat Money research files. Chit Chat Money Plus costs $5 a month. You can subscribe directly through Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or if you listen on another platform, click the link in the show notes to go through the simple steps of signing up. If you're a regular listener to the show, we think the membership will provide tons of additional value. On top of the stock research episodes, members will get one Arch Capital Fund episode a month where we outline why we bought, sold, or continue to hold a stock in the Arch Capital Investment Fund, along with shows on our broader investment strategy. Sign up and become a Chit Chat Money Plus subscriber today. We can't wait for you to join our community. What do you think is the worst run company that... What what do you think is the most improperly managed company in the, of, in the world maybe more than a 20 billion dollar market cap oh geez you're gonna have to i'm gonna have to say something here i was told by that one guy i can't say pass on when you ask those questions so i'll have to give an answer let me i've got an idea right now all right well let me and, pull up i don't have like a short watch list because we don't short so it's like uh, i can't pull up any sort of watch list uh maybe let's maybe maybe we'll we'll narrow it down to tech businesses okay is lucid group and uh, it doesn't qualify it's not tech okay i don't care if they brand themselves as tech uh it's it's yeah it's barely 20 billion dollar market cap um poorly run would twitter be on that list is tw- yeah that's is that over 20 billion because I'm looking at something right now. I mean, it's clearly got to be Twitter. I'm looking at Twitter right now, and it, it's got a who to follow thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got this. I got this update, too. It's got I something Philadelphia promoted, some radio station, and then someone I already follow. Yeah. I've been getting the that the there you might like and it's people you already follow some uh some bugs going on there yeah how, i think it, how I can think that it's not cl- be fixable yeah i think the answer is clearly twitter i guess that's that's a safe one if yeah. account already follows then don't show promoted account i don't know how you got to code that in but just throw it in there i don't think it, it would cannot be, possibly be that difficult no i i it cannot either it cannot. i think i might be able to do it I think we, yeah, if we, I mean, we, if we obviously we can't build everything from scratch, but I mean, we've, we, we've dabbled with some whatever f- free tutorials before. And that seems like one of those things that is one of the easy things to do when you're coding something. It's, it's yeah. not nearly one of the hard things. All you do is just create an if statement. Um, if it sounds impossible, I don't know, but maybe just download Facebook and copy whatever they got. Here's some data from, our good friend Sean Emery, who we should get back on the show soon. Although True. I'm sure you've been working on that, Ryan, as the resident person that reaches out to people. Um, but I'm sure he'll be back on soon. He has some great data, especially on apps. And uh, let's see. He had a little tweet here summarizing stuff. One, TikTok is still strong, whatever. Instagram, second best month ever. Three, Be Real is going strong. 
that's uh i gotta say that that one's just i think that dies yeah that's gonna years yeah it's gonna die or never be able to make money because it said it it's like we're we we set a we we've set ourselves up to be the opposite of facebook and instagram right or whatever that's kind of the pitch right um be real or probably the opposite of instagram i guess is is more of the thing it's like well you set yourself up in the opposite ways to make money is kind of what you're going for um but kudos to them for getting a lot of downloads here's one that's interesting though whatsapp fourth best month or sorry best month ever in the us They've been launching some interesting products. I think people say that as the Facebook thesis, you know, this will be the decade of WhatsApp. I could see it happening. However, it's got to become such a large business because Facebook's market cap, or excuse me, Meta Platforms' market cap is already so large. So I kind of get... And any cash that it generates, like, is that's great. And it's going to be put to great use as a part of Reality Labs. Yeah. After listening to that uh, long time, probably the best you know investor in the gaming space um, outside of, you know, the long tenure. I mean, he invested in like Activision or he worked at Activision, invested in like EA, League of Legends, whatever. He was saying that VR is so, so far away and doesn't really make sense sometimes because He's like, you're not going to be wearing this haptic, like you don't need like the haptic feedback suit. Like people aren't actually asking for this. They don't need that. Sometimes you don't need that much of an immersion and the headsets, you get like, they need to be so much smaller because you can't, like when someone games, you're going to game for an hour, two hours at a time with the headset on, you you get tired. It's not, it's not for like it's supposed to be relaxing. I don't know. I'm forgetting some of the other bear points he had on VR, but I just kind of think, yeah, you might be right there. I mean, mean, what's up? I think personally VR, this is, I haven't listened to that episode, but I agree with some of the points you just said. And no one's clamoring to put on a headset. Like no one, when other products were launched, there was, like some of the most successful products, everyone wanted it. It felt well, like the the PlayStation, and now the first Xbox was kind of, uh, you know, the, the Xbox 360 did better, but the first PlayStation, people were like, "Oh my gosh, this is fantastic!" PlayStation Two sold like 150 million copies. All right, like yeah, there's just not that desire for a Quest. Yeah, it's not like yeah. All right, what do you Wait. think about this? And I, uh, William McDougall, McDougall, sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. I do see your question in there. We'll touch on that in a second. But what do you think about this? Asana has been burning through a fair amount of cash. Um, and they're play- I would maybe describe them as like project management software for businesses. So, I mean, it's configurable probably to your needs, but... Workplace uh, software up 24% today. Is that why you're... Yeah, yeah. So they have been burning through a lot of cash. And this quarter, they sold an equity offering. So they issued shares and sold all of them to the CEO. $350 million private placement. Okay. So the share count didn't go up. Is that what you're saying? I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe only some. Okay. So at least some of the share count, it wasn't diluted. It was basically a, a weird. Yeah. I think it may have been uh, new shares. I well, I don't think he was it, buying them directly from the company. Yeah, I mean, it's a unique situation because Asana was founded by one of the founders of Facebook, who's absurdly rich. So, but I like I like that. that. I like it. I like it for sure. He's confident in his business. A leading work management platform for organizations, they announced it has sold three hundred fifty million dollars of shares to the company of the company's Class A common stock, Dustin Moskovitz, Asana's president, and CEO, and chair of the board of directors, in a private placement. The nineteen million shares of Class A common stock was sold was determined based on a closing price of eighteen dollars. Securities sold. I still can't tell if that means it's from its existing share count or new shares, but yeah, well. But here's the thing. It says the company expects to use net proceeds from the private placement for working capital and general corporate pur- purposes. That wouldn't be, there'd be no proceeds if they were. he was just buying them for their outstanding shares. No, I think that's, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It might be deleted, but who cares? If he's buying having a CEO who can literally just backstop the company whenever it's needed. It's nice. It shows that he's dedicated and he thinks they're going to be. I, I would I would like it. It's an industry I think is really tough to do, tough to invest in, and feels like every stock is overvalued, but kudos to him. I think I would be that would be a positive sign if I was an Asana shareholder. I mean, I think that's why the stock's up twenty five percent. Yeah. Well, over the last year it's now officially down seventy five percent. So yeah, it's like a little blip on the screen. You can barely see it. But the uh it makes me think like the results were okay. I thought the results were pretty good. They just are burning a lot of money. Also, it's like our non-gap loss per share or our earnings per share loss was better than expected because yeah, we, dil- I just, because we uh, diluted more than expected. <laughs> yeah, I, that stuff just, I, I honestly don't, don't even read it. There's so much nonsense in earnings reports. There's like eight, there's like five things at best I actually want to look at. I think John Rotanti coined it well as financial diarrhea. That is, it's just that I I agree. I agree. All right. Ally, you want to talk ally? Give our, I don't know. I don't know. Takes. I do not know much about ally except that some people I trust say it's a well run bank and it's a digital bank. So, the cost. So no, they, they have uh, some cost advantages by not having to um, set up physical locations to service customers. Yeah, and they don't have the existing ones that are basically going to be obsolete or are obsolete and are going to get you know kind of taken out of circulation. Yeah, it's it's interesting for sure. It seems from what I've read, it seems like they're well run with the car lending business. They buy back stock. So um, what doesn't interest you about it? Financials. Just not, not, I'm saying it financial companies, not the financials. It's just really hard for me to understand those. Yeah. Wow. Stock's really down big and they're accelerating that buyback. Um, yeah, yeah. They, I got a comment here. The buybacks. Yes. I'm thinking the same thing. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot to like, but it's just a, uh, I mean, maybe we Wait, have to do 24% buyback yield. That might be off. That might be off. Uh, but if it isn't, yeah, pretty aggressive. I mean, share count in 2021, 370 million, and we're already down to 308 million. So very, very aggressive. Okay. I think, Have okay, honestly, if it's a, if a, if it's a financial, I always check if Berkshire owns it because they're the best financial investors. Berkshire does own it. That's a very positive sign. If it's a financial, yeah, I'm sure because he's the best financial. It. Yeah, Buffett's the best financial investor out there. So, yeah. Uh, tons to like. I don't know it too well, though. Tons to like. Oh, wait, no. I'm Is this going to be one where you throw it on your watch list and then it just sits there for years? And you Look, say, like, there, mm, I need to get around to researching that one a little deeper. Yeah. Yeah, you know what is the but, most like cliche thing investors say is like, hmm, looks interesting. Oh yeah, well that's what, you know I, what I that mean, means. It doesn't interest me. Yeah, that, yeah, and I you, say it all the time. You just gotta say something. Yeah, I guess Berkshire owns almost ten percent of it. The look, there's gonna be a lot of stocks in any one circle of comp or outside of a circle of competence that seems promising. Um. I, yeah, I mean, like, if I could get comfortable with owning a financial, it seems like one that I would I would want to research. Um, Buffett owns ten percent of Ally Financial. I know. I just, I just said that. Oh, <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it seems really, really interesting. Uh, yeah, just it's just outside of my circle of competence, which could be a cop out, but I think it's almost always better to play it safe with the circle of competence because there's so many companies out there. Um, but 
we should definitely research it for sure. Maybe we'll have to do uh the you know we're, we're doing the themes now on month to month. We'll have to do a financials theme so we can kind of maybe expand the circle of competence because I think I would need to look at multiple financial companies. It's just a big hurdle for me to to research it. But like I said, we had a comment here, you know, great ROEs, which are very important for a financial company. At least I know that. <laughs> um, I mean, the numbers, you know, they look fantastic. I don't think there's much else to say. Gator Capital, don't really know this account that well, but looks interesting. It says buying back 15% of the market cap this year, retail auto loans turnover in two and a half years, floor plan loans and corporate loans are floating rate. Don't follow that all entirely, but looks enticing. And maybe we'll have to uh, ask him if he'd like to talk about it on the show. Yeah, exactly. That's how we research companies is we ask an interviewee to come on and <laughs> do the research. our research. Yeah, it's uh, not a bad strategy. Um, we had a comment here from Matt saying that it's a small enough position for Berkshire that it could be Ted or Todd. That would make sense. Um, but I, I also trust think, him the same way. I trust them the same way. I trust Buffett, I think. For, uh, yeah, especially financials um, specifically. There are certain sectors where you definitely trust uh, what Berkshire is buying. Do you think Maybe. you'll switch your bank ever? <laughs> I am still at Bank of America, so I doubt it. I'm still there. I've been there since I was like 12 years old, so I've <laughs> I been, doubt uh, it. But I'm not. I'm not in a. Mo- I don't know. The savings like just goes into my brokerage account, so it's not. It's just kind of a small spending account. I'm worth not much money to them. Okay. I don't know. I've thought about it. I thought about moving my money to Ally just to see, but the big problem is that I have to go into every place wh- where my bank account is connected. I have to yeah. redo all the work of like getting, you know, getting a new card, getting a new account. Google can help with that. Google's beautiful with that. You imprint, insert it once, and it it updates across everything. So really, that's my that's yeah, little Android pitch for you. All right, here's here's let's get back before I close out. There's some other good from Sean's summation of app downloads. Um, here's the last one. Here's another one. Duolingo best month ever. Is that surprising to you? Hmm. Surprising. I, I, no, maybe I don't follow. Why would people be learning more languages right now? I guess. Is there any like catalyst driving that in the world right now? Yeah, I just kind of thought that they were a bit of a COVID beneficiary and clearly that's been wrong where, you know, people are stuck at home, they're finding something to do and they were like, oh, let's download Duolingo and learn a language. I would think people are more busy now, but maybe since travels back up, international travels back up, maybe that's helpful. Although I did download the app and I stopped using it. So, well, you just don't have commitment. The... I don't. I don't have commitment to learning a language. It's not. It's not very fun for me. Um. All right. Yeah. Any other on that? I'm looking at a list right now. Cheapest U.S. stocks. Over on what metric? Billion, over a ten billion dollar market cap. Just earnings. On EV to ten. Price, price to earnings. I know it's not 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 the perfect metric, but whatever. A uh, bit of a screener here. Can you guess any companies on this list? Over over uh. Over, over $10 a ten billion, billion dollar market billion. cap, and um, the highest price to earnings on this list is seven point six times. So I was Long trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of our own portfolio, which I think the only one that might be in there would be Nintendo, but I think it would not be. It's U.S. Uh, stocks only. Oh, I have no clue. It's a so, lot of like unloved areas, financials, home builders. Uh, the home builders. Yeah. Yeah. The home builders. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. People think it's, it's over. Dell Technologies over. is on here. Um, AT&T is on here. HP. Yeah. AT&T is fake though. Cause of the debt. Um, okay. HP. Goldman. General Gold. Motors. Wow, these are so enticing. Would you invest <laughs> in any of these? Uh, I don't. Moderna. No, I can't. Oh yeah, I can't forget when someone <laughs> keep people kept telling me, "What's your vaccine play?" 
You got Moderna or <laughs> Pfizer? What's your vaccine play? Oh man. What's our Come web on. three strategy? What's uh yeah, that good times. That was a more Liberty Media Sirius XM. We can't be we, we did uh, I don't well again the debt. I don't think Sirius XM is there because we just did a show on them. I don't think that, that number's wrong. No, but I think there's a Sirius XM stock and then there's a Liberty Sirius tracker stock that's like different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lumen Technologies. God ad, no. they have a stadium ad they can't be invested in. God no. God no. The Seattle Stadium. <laughs> Know. what a blunder on the name like first of all if you're lumen technologies which i'm not 100 percent sure i know what they do but i have a good idea that they should not have named that stadium and it was a worthless ad because no one knows what they do and they've had that stadium for like 10 years yeah like stadium ads only make sense if it's a consumer brand that everyone knows um so yeah, I don't know why Lumen. It's like uh, it's like it, it, Lumen was definitely named because CenturyLink. They're trying to get away from the CenturyLink name, and there was like fraud back in the early two thousands, I believe. However, that doesn't mean like that could be fine to change your name to Lumen to get away from that. It's kind of like Philip Morris changing the name to Altria to you know basically basically like what is Altria? But an Altria Stadium would be. Absolutely useless, and same with Lumen. I don't know. I think that might do all right. Altria Stadium? No way. No you know, way. For the old timers. Uh, yeah, most of these aren't super enticing, but I got a feeling if you bought the whole basket, you'd do all right. Um, You're probably correct, but I hate all of them. <laughs> I don't know why. Um. A lot here that entices me. A lot of banks. A lot of banks. What is Carlisle Group? Why do I know that name? That is the uh, that is a private equity firm, I believe. And they're actually one of their ex partners, just partner with Kardashian. So, yeah. Ah. I think that's why you might have heard it recently. But Carlisle Group is a famous investment firm. Ally Financial. The third cheapest on the list. Oh, gosh. I know. That's why I say it feels crowded is because everyone's talking about how cheap it is. Yeah, that can't, I guess that can't get dangerous. We're running up on time. We have one more minute. Anything else here? G- tease, just tease some stuff that we got going. We got the interview with Devin. Devin. I cannot, Lassar? I don't know how, yeah, Lasar. Sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name. We're talking name. British American tobacco. That will come out. Uh, before most well, of that'll you. that'll come out before this comes out. So before, um, mo- before most uh, people yeah, are listening to this, will come well, out we've got Friday. An interview, we've got an interview with Ben Tuey, who runs uh, a website called Vestrule Research. Um, it's it's some it's a catchy slogan. I think it's called like buttoned up equity research, but it's really good. And he's got some really good deep dives on the two that I liked the most were S and P Global and Ally Financial or not Ally, sorry Callaway. I got Ally on the mind, um, Callaway. And then he's got one coming out this weekend, which he's going to come on to the show and talk about. Um, not so deep dive schedule gaming. Concluding, we're chugging through the gaming month. If anyone wants talking to talk about Xbox tomorrow, which is a bit of a structural challenge, just given that it doesn't, it isn't publicly <laughs> traded on its own. So it doesn't we, report earnings, but it'll be, a, I think it'll be very fun to discuss them. Then we're doing some smaller gaming studios to investigate them Capcom, Rovio. And yeah, if anyone wants to I've got some to anecdotal. I've okay. got some anecdotal from Rovio that'll spoil now. Rovio Entertainment owns Angry Birds, they own that brand. Um, and I played like an Angry Birds game at Top Golf. Like you can shoot the ball almost like it's that Angry Bird. Licensing revenue. There we go. I know. And it was like the most fun game we played there. And it's kind of an equalizer across different, you know, skill, skill level. levels. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you liked it. <laughs> hey, I was one of the better ones there, actually. Oh, gosh. That, uh, <laughs> at, least on, at least on the Angry Birds game. Can't imagine that, that group. Uh, 
Yeah. And then if anyone, I think we'll probably have that running in this, but if anyone listening or watching those not so deep guys, $5 a month, subscribe on Spotify or Apple directly through there. That's how you get access to those ad free stock research episodes. Best way to support the show. If you like chit chat money. All right, Ryan, I think that's good enough pitch for everyone. Yeah, you want to wrap yeah that's going to do it. We should throw a disclosure on this. Brett and I are not financial advisors. Anything we say or discuss is not formal advice or recommendation. We are general partners at Arch Capital. So clients may have positions in the securities discussed on this podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We do this again. Reminder, Thursdays, three o'clock Eastern time on YouTube. Just look up Chit Chat Money. It'll have a live feed. You can just click on it, ask questions. If not, you can listen to this in podcast format. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time. 